I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is a View from the Bullens podcast. Listen to all the news, views and inside track from Goodison Park. This is a View from the Bullens podcast, sponsored by The Beer Keller, Liverpool One. Hello and welcome to the weekly catch-up. A bit later this week due to the midweek game. I'm here with a bobble. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right, mate. Yeah, it's, it's tough right now, obviously being an Evertonian, but it is what it is. Um, we're doing all we can as a fan base, aren't we? So I think that's all we can do. We've got to control the controllables, our end, and, and the football club and the players and the staff have got to control the controllables. Their end, we're currently holding up our end of the bargain. So we're doing all we can. Um, so yeah, trying to remain as upbeat as possible. For me, sleepless nights, scrolling Twitter, looking at Premier League tables, looking at fixtures, looking at our players, looking at other teams' players, miraculously trying to decipher some positivity. Um, It's been a tough week for me and people around me and others, obviously we've done a few podcasts now, which are over on our Patreon, but it's just difficult, you know, Mm. it's... I feel like just sacking it all off and going outside in the sun. It is the sun is shining outside. So we just go and have a pint and forget this. Mm, yeah, I can see what you mean. It, it's it's what we spoke about off air, on air, and as you know, as a mate, you know, we just talk every day. Um, and I know you've had sleepless nights and you've been struggling, but this fan base and its cliche is the greatest asset this football club has got, and we have to stick together. Uh, the fan base have to stick together. We're not going anywhere as a podcast, as Evertonians, as fans. Um, so no matter what happens, we've just got to keep going, uh, grit your teeth, puff your chest out. Um, you know, and as our tech guy, Danny always says, our producer, you know, get your coat off and get moving. And he always says it to us as a joke, but he, he means it. You've just got to keep going. Um, you know, I've got a lot of fun, a lot of friends, sorry, who are Coventry City fans or Birmingham fans. They went down. Um, and again, like our producer, Danny said, you know, 
they still go to the game with their mates. They still go with their families. They still see the same people. I know it's, I know it's hard. I know it's a lot different because you're not in the same league. It's different. And, but we've just got to control the controllables as a fan base. The scenes before the game against Newcastle were outstanding yet again. Fantastic effort. Great effort in the ground and outside the ground. Um, and I've said it for a long time. The fans don't deserve this. The club may. The club may deserve to go down if they do go down. Whatever fate this club has, it's not on the fans. Uh, and the fans deserve a lot more and a lot better. Um, but you've just got to have hope. If you haven't got hope, especially in things like football, then what's the point? Just have a bit of hope. Um, and whatever happens again, if Everton stay up or go down, there needs to be change. There needs to be changes this summer, immediately, once this season, once the final whistle is blown. And we need to start looking to the future and look forward because for far too long, obviously, we've been dragged through the mud and it, it, it's it's getting tough. Apathy setting for a lot of fans. Fans are finding it mentally difficult. Players are finding it difficult. Staff inside the club who are not the face of the club, who are just general staff, their livelihoods are at risk. Uh, their jobs are at risk if Everton get relegated. So it's, it's people like that I feel sorry for as well. And people forget about people like that. Um, you know, good, honest, working class people. People find it, you know, people just forget about them at the football club. Um, but just, just, just it, difficult blues. I get it. It's really difficult and I'm struggling. Um, but we've just got to have hope. Just, it's, it's cliche, isn't it? Keep the faith. That's what they always used to say. Keep the faith. Yeah, I think you're right. There are very, a, a lot of very good people at Everton. Obviously, that's criminals and at the top, at the very, very top. But the people who work at Everton are very, very good people. Great who people. Share a, lot of, a lot of good views yeah. and yeah. a lot of people are worrying. Mm-hmm. I think the fans included. But anyway, as we always do on these weekly catch-ups, we're going to look back. Crystal Palace nil, Everton nil. It feels like six months ago now, that to me. <laughs> I think I was down in London. My brother ran the London Marathon. So thank you to everyone that donated. He did well, didn't he? Yeah, he did three hours, 28. It's great. Um, and if you haven't seen him, he's, he's a meathead. He's an absolute muscular <laughs> meathead. So um, to do it in under three and a half hours, he did it for a charity called Tommy's, which helps obviously women and partners who have suffered the loss of a child any sort of miscarriage so it's a great a great great thing Absolutely. you did it for so it was emotional um, it was a very very good weekend he trained hard for that didn't he as well extremely hard mm. and stupidly I have now signed up for the ballot for next year so you next year yet. if you see someone running it at, at 19 hours like that fella that will definitely be me your knees can't do a marathon no chance so no it'll be, chance. I'll be that last over the line and it'll be loads of TikTok and it'll go viral of me strolling in with me quiff well, the quiff will be all <laughs> over the place won't it as well <laughs> but look, looking back at that Palace game then nil-nil fair reflection it was yeah, one of them probably. one of yeah, the games to forget won't drab it? game really yeah Crystal Palace I think both teams were there for the taking um, had that end of season feel to it didn't it that game a decent point on paper in 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 reality, it was a half-decent point at Crystal Palace. Um, we probably would have took a point before the game, but yeah, if Everton had, would have had any quality or any guile, we probably could have gone on maybe to win the game, especially before Mason Holgate got sent off. But yeah, Crystal Palace is my worst away day. I hate going there. I hate going to Sellers Park. It's an absolute pain to get to. It, it's in London, but it's not in London. Uh, the away end is is horrible. It's awful. Um, it's crammed. It's old it's grim um it's just it's horrible horrible away and um yeah I, 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 whatever happens if crystal palace ever went down or if everton go down that is one ground i will not miss will not miss at all sours park 
Yeah, it's. I, I didn't realize how much of a nightmare it is. I, oh, I, I, I got the train down there and it was a great. Got on at uh, obviously Lime Street. Got on with Mike Keogh from C and D London, who sponsored the podcast. Um, it was a nice surprise to get upgraded. So we had a nice little table, a few beers. Well, I might have got a bit of grief for it. It was full of strongbow dark fruits. Not everyone's cup of tea. And what time did you set off? Uh, quarter to ten. Quarter so to I ten. got called. Uh, they said uh, apparently they're cocktails. Apparently then that. <laughs> Them uh, dark fruit sardines. I think they're nice. They taste nice. And those people who say beer is lovely, I'm going to challenge every single one of you because it tastes horrible. I just like me like me flavoured cider. But that's definitely up for debate. But onto the game itself for me, look, it's a game in about four or five years' time that we'll completely forget that it, it happened. There was no real massive chances. It reminds me of that Leicester at home like five years ago when Vardy won 1-0. Don't remember the game. Don't remember what happened during it. And to be quite honest... Evan didn't lay a glove on them. They didn't lay a glove on us. It was that it did have that feel of both teams were happy with a point. Sean Dice obviously played Calvert Loon for 85 minutes, surprised quite a lot of people. Um, obviously, the, the most recent absentee was Amadou Onana from that Palace game. Uh, I think he did travel with the squad, but deemed not fit to, to, to obviously start. James Garner came in. Yeah, We were both impressed with him throughout the first half. Looked very, decent, very yeah. good. Uh, we kind of played him like that. Deep line number six role. He was tired. He needs, needs in possession. Just looked really, really good. I just wish we could have got that killer instinct on 1-0. Got out of London with three points and just eased everybody's nerves. Mm -hmm. But as it's not easy, I was just saying it, is it? As we quite rightly learned, being an Evertonian. Um, so let's touch on to Newcastle Oof. at home. Everton won, Newcastle four. Yeah. Um, I was, I, I'd left a 3-1. I've got no, I've got no, yeah, yeah. I've got no, obviously, issues of leaving myself. If people want to say X, Y, and Z, I, I was done. You know, I was completely distraught, negative. I think it was 3 0, to be honest. I left at 3 0. Didn't see Dwight McNeil score a corner. Didn't see Isaac absolutely take the absolute micro out of five or six of our players. So then Jacob Murphy to go and make a 4 1. At this point, everyone's probably said everything about the game. Um, You've had a, a couple of nights to sleep on it now. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I can I can see the frustration from everybody. I'm frustrated. A real horror show at Goodison Park, outclassed in every department. We huffed and puffed. Just lack serious quality, don't we? We don't create anything. Nick Pope barely had a save to make. We learned nothing new from the game. But ultimately, Everton are not in a perilous position because they lost at home to Newcastle, who are sitting in third. They're the third best team for a reason. You're in a perilous position because you failed to beat the likes of Fulham, Wolves, Southampton, Leicester at home. That that's why you're in trouble. You don't you don't win your you must home, you know, you must wins. Um I think Fulham game was was the one that's that we've found really, really galling, really, not beating Fulham at home. If we'd have beat Fulham at home, there wouldn't have been such pressure on getting a result against Newcastle. Um, but Newcastle are a decent team. And I think I said to you in a pre-match podcast ahead of Newcastle Newcastle were not going to come that's to the Goodison. way team have circles well, I, I've that, watched so. a lot of Newcastle um, and I speak to Craig Hope a journalist and he he said to me Newcastle are a different animal now they have some serious professionals and leaders in the team they, they won't be intimidated some teams get intimidated by atmospheres and crowds and you saw last year when we had the coach welcome some teams were beaten before they got off yeah. the coach Newcastle are different they've got some like proper, proper men in that team. Callum Wilson scores against us every single time. But you can't bully the likes of Callum Wilson. You can't bully the likes of Joe Linton. I know Dan Byrne didn't start, but you can't bully Kieran Trippier. He's small, but you can't bully him. 
You can't bully Sven Botman, Nick Pope. You can't bully these lads. I'd even argue you can't bully the likes of Gomez. You, oh, you, you can't. Player, he's a, a tough Brazilian. He he's a tough a lad. You cannot bully these lads. They won't be intimidated by you at all. They're, they're just not. And, and Newcastle shown that they, they were not intimidated at any point. And they actually played Everton to a T in reality. They, they, it, if you were a Newcastle fan, you'd say it was the perfect away performance. They kept it tight, grabbed a goal, and then picked us off at will. And that was what they did in reality. They just kept it tight for the first half, let us huff and puff, blow out of steam, and then picked us off. So. No qualms about losing to Newcastle. They're, they're a really good team now. Uh, they've recruited ever so well. Everton could have learned so much from what they've done. Um, you know, they've done everything that Everton didn't do. Um, you know, they're a club on the up. There's no doubt about it. Whether people agree with where their money's coming from or whether people like Newcastle Football Club, they are a club on the up and they're going to be in the Champions League. Um, and you know what? Again, not many people like the, the, the Newcastle fans, but... They've been relegated twice in recent years. They've bounced back straight back. And now they're on a rich vein of form and their, their future looks looks good, looks really, really good. And I think that's maybe one thing Everton can maybe look at the fans. If, if we do go down, use maybe Newcastle as an example. And that's a pretty bleak thing to have to say, but Newcastle bounced back twice when they went down both times, first time at trying. So maybe it is doable. And they obviously had their financial issues under Mike Ashley when they went down. But without going too deep, yeah, no complaints at all. They were easily the better team. Yeah, for me, Eddie Howe's done an exceptional job there uh, at Newcastle. He's came in. The generic feel of that team is probably the ones that obviously he inherited under Steve Bruce. Obviously, they 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 did what Everton should have done so many years ago. They signed a spine. Nick Pope, good keeper. Yep. Sven Botman, well-class centre-half, by the way. Half. Bruno Gomez, superb. Uh Isaac, Callum Wilson, mm. these are good players. Even Dan Byrne. Dan, Dan Byrne, like Kieran Trippier, do you know? Yeah. Solid Premier League pros, that's what they are, they're solid Premier League pros. And they, they they know the dirty work and they know how to win. They sign big physical players who know, who can play football. Joe Linton, Eddie Howe has worked wonders with him. Oh, Al Miron worked wonders with him. Jacob mm-hmm. Murphy looks like he... he Joe uh, Willock. Joe Willock. You know, Ed, Eddie, people, Evertonians laughed about Newcastle getting Eddie Howe. Probably... And he's come out there, said he was a PE teacher and he's transformed that club. He's now worshipped as a god up there. Um, what I do want to touch on though is the players. Mm-hmm. Um, I think obviously we've criticised the manager, we've criticised the board. Everyone knows that. But the players are getting away with it with a, a real, real easy ride for me. We know they're not good enough, but at least apply yourselves and fight for the fans. You've seen the banner at the start of the game which said fight for us. Mm-hmm. We've seen no fight. Newcastle came, sucked up the pressure for 25 minutes because they knew we were going to come out 100 mile an hour and then they just nullified us like you quite rightly said. 1-0, 25 minutes and then 25 minutes in the second half, 2-0. Just completely mm. knocked the sail out of our wins. Well, wins out of our sail, should I say. You know, I'm not angry and forgetting my words and mixing them up. But Ben Godfrey, right back, isn't good enough for me. Um, he's been exposed every time he plays. So why is Sean Dyche persistently picking... Ben Godfrey at right back. Because he doesn't fancy Nathan Patterson. <laughs> That's the answer I can give you, mate. Um, don't need me to tell you that. He's tried Ben Godfrey there. He's played Coleman there. He's even played Mason Holgate there ahead of Nathan Patterson. Um, it's as simple as that. He, he just doesn't fancy Nathan Patterson. Defensively, he thinks he's suspect, which we've spoke about on the Patreon channel in terms of would you get would Nathan Patterson do any worse than Ben Godfrey at right back? I think that... That is an argument, to be honest, whether he would. Um, 
Michael Keane, obviously another player, you know, that's been touched on, you know, our producer Danny talks about, you know, has there been some bias towards Michael Keane, former Burnley player? We spoke about the form when Deutsch came in. He always spoke about players would earn their position on based on form and, and performances. And Connor Cody's form had dipped a bit, so he dropped him. He played Michael Keane. And then ever since Michael Keane has, has kept his position, although Michael Keane's form hasn't been great. So that's a little bit hypocritical from the manager there. It, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? It really, really is. But got to try something, mate. He's got he's to change something, try something different because we're going out with a whimper right now and that is not a Sean Deutsch football club. Um, we spoke about the, the the board, we spoke about the managers. The players are lacking confidence and that's clear to see. They obviously lack quality in the final third but they have a soft underbelly and a lot of that is down to confidence. Confidence is massive in football. You've just previously touched on the Newcastle players, the likes of Joe Willock, Almiron uh, and a couple of others. Well, Last season, Fabian Shaw, yeah, well, well, last season or the season before that, they weren't great players. They weren't they weren't playing well. But what they've done is Newcastle is is they've went and picked and recruited really really well five or six players who have lifted the levels of everyone else of everybody else. But what that also it then lifts the confidence of everybody else as well. How would you feel playing next to Bruno Gomez? You, you, you feel a million dollars. I know for a fact if I didn't have a ball on, I'd look at me, at me inside shoulder and Bruno's there. Exactly. And, and, and how would you feel if you were... He's, me, he's me get out of jail. And probably. how would you feel if you were Shah at centre-half now and you got Trippier to me right and to me left I got Botman? <laughs> you, you, you're a different player. You feel a lot more confident. Nick Pope, six yeah, foot, it, it six makes you goal. feel a few inches bigger yourself. You feel just a bit more confident. They make you better players. When you have better players around you, they make you better. Your standards go up in training or on match day, in everything. Your professionalism rises. And that's what Newcastle have done really, really well. Really well. Callum Wilson looks better than ever. He looks better than ever. He looks really, really good. Really good. Um, Joe Linton's another one. He went to Newcastle, played him as a striker. His confidence hit the floor. They tried him in midfield. It didn't really work. Eddie Howe's come in, kept him in midfield. They're putting better players around him. He now looks a very, very capable Premier League midfielder. Very good. Looks unbelievable. And again, confidence isn't it a lot of it is putting better players around you and being more confident and believing in your players and Everton just have a chronic lack of confidence throughout the whole team and it shows because how many times have we come on this podcast on, on the Patreon channel or even on the weekly catch up on Spotify and Apple and wherever else you get your, your, your podcasts from the minute Everton go 1-0 down it's curtains the, the team heads drop the belief drops the confidence levels just drop it's massive confidence in football and Newcastle are proving to everybody what confidence can do for a team yeah, it can. Um, Everton are a team obviously lacking confidence and due to that, they are setting up extremely defensive for me um, from the Bullens where you were and Danny, the tech guy behind the scenes was. Uh, he said that... They he likes to be called the producer now, by the, the way. The, the producer. Okay. Daniel, the, the producer. <laughs> he was obviously in the Bullens. Um, he said that obviously it looked like we didn't try and score obviously from corners to 11 plays behind the ball. Mm-hmm. I probably, I do agree with that. Um, I think we didn't lay a glove on Nick Pope. He made a few easy saves to try McNeil from from range, from distance, let let rip. But I can't remember Nick Pope being a full stretch. I can't yeah. remember Nick Pope being tipping one over the bar. It got that bad that Adrisa Garner Gay is actually taking a free kick over the likes of Dwight McNeil. And I completely forgot about that. Why on earth is he taking a free kick? Bizarre. A player who scored five goals and 515 appearances. Why is he taking a free kick? Why isn't the Wobie claiming it? Why isn't the Wobie grabbing Dwight the ball? McNeil? Yeah, or Dwight McNeil. It was it was it was almost ready for a right footer. The free kick, with respect, it was a, a, a right sided free kick. But why isn't you Dwight McNeil or Alex Wobie grabbing that ball? No, I'm having it. 
I'm having it. I'm your attackers, you know. The one I actually who... completely forgot about that. I mm-hmm. just reminded me. Mm-hmm. That but no, just kind of guy take it. And again, is that down to a lack of confidence? I'd probably say it is. I think it is down to a lack of confidence and ownership and responsibility. If if Everton were playing well and sitting in sixth, seventh, eighth, whatever, I guarantee you, just a kind of guy would not have took that free kick. No, I completely agree. And I think the last spoken about that Newcastle um, performance mm-hmm. now. Look, it's, it's done and dusted, regardless what your views Got are to so move on. surrounding. Everton's Premier League status, we have to put it behind us. You know, there's going to be no rallying cries from me, from you. I'm past that. Um, you know, I'm not one to tell anyone how to support any football club. You know, I, the fans did their part before that Newcastle game. And if you can't get up for that game, then why on earth are you bothering as a player? You know, that the scenes are incredible. The fans have gone above and beyond. We know a few girls behind the scenes who work exceptionally hard, you know, getting stuff like that happen for like the younger generation to come and experience the coach greeting, experience the sea of blue, see Everton for what it really is, the people's club. Um, but the people's club is going to be no more if they don't get their act together, these players. Because they're the only 11 that can do it. I can't put a shirt on. I can't put shin pads on. I can't go on that pitch. I can't take out the likes of Harvey Barnes, Yuri Thielmans, Jamie Vardy. One, because I'm crap at football, but two, because it's not up to me to actually go and to go and do it. It's down to the players. The players now have to take responsibility. Sean Dice can't win that game. He can set them up to win the game, but ultimately the players have to win that game. The players have to fight for us and they have to do everything in there, everything they can to get us out this mess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. As always, a view from the ball is sponsored by the Beer Keller, CD Engineering Consultants, and Advanced Building Supplies. Thanks for all the support. But who I want to do a massive, massive shout out to, uh, who are the soul of the podcast, are our Patreon members. We're generally so humbled at the support we get from you. Thank you so much. If you want to be a part of it, as always, the link is below. I understand the frustration. Maybe there's going to be a bit of therapy for any of the listeners. Give us a try. Um, it's hard enough talking about everything at the moment. Mm. It might be worthwhile having a listen, seeing if you enjoy the content to try and relate to. We have had a really good feedback amongst this such turgid, negative season. Um, so the link is below if you want to give us a try. Um, and we don't blame you if you don't, to be honest. We're but, not going anywhere, are we, mate? But, Regardless of what happens to this football club, the community and the work that this podcast does outweighs the, the negative current Oh, absolutely. Tough run that Everton are going through. So absolutely. we're going nowhere. This, this podcast is going nowhere, nowhere regardless. We want to emphasise that. We will be there through thick and thin. 
as much as I hate them, as much as sometimes I hate talking about them, we will be there. <laughs> yeah. Giving you that, hopefully, calling a spade a spade, saying how it is, mm-hmm. for people to be listening in their cars, on the trains, at home, eating the tea, making the tea, to just be going, I agree with them. I agree with everything they're saying there. And if you don't, you know, send us a message, tweet us, I don't agree interact with us. I don't agree. You know, you never do, to be honest. But I do interact with us. Anything we've said that you might not think, you know, up to what you believe, say it. You know, there's not much better than obviously a healthy engagement. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It's good for the minds. It's good for the social media connections. It's good for everyone. So I genuinely wouldn't blame you if you don't agree with what I've said. Um, so so there's quite a few listeners over in Greece, yeah. in Chile, yeah. in Australia. Singapore. Singapore. You know, the support from, from me, I'm just a laugh from the widow. It's mad you're, where you're Evertonians laugh, are, isn't it? You're a laugh from Coventry and... We just love to. You call me a brummy all the time, and yeah. now you're saying I'm Cov. Which one is it? You, well, I don't know. You all sound the same in the Midlands, <laughs> to, to be honest. <laughs> but you'll probably say, you are, I'm a wolf on the widow. But no, honestly, the amount of support we get internationally is That's incredible. Is incredible. It's mad where the Evertonians are. Um, mad Greece, Singapore. And, and you said Chile, it before yeah. the asset to this fan base is, is the, the fans. fans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because without them, this podcast is nothing, football club is nothing. So yeah, we really, 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 really do appreciate the support, even through thick and thin. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the stick listeners with it, turn Blues. up, stick, stick with, with it. it. Um, on to Leicester. On Monday, we played Leicester. I'm sick of saying it's a must-win game and saying it since after the World Cup um, because we're past that now. It simply is a must-win game. It's not a, a, a if, but, or maybes. It's imperative. It's a yes. We have to win. Three points of a minimum. One point's not good enough. Obviously, you're travelling the yep. half an hour Jeremy yeah, it's like a home game for me, this. It's not too bad. <laughs> it's one of the home games. Um, not too far straight down the M69 and I'm basically at Foss Park outside, just outside of Leicester. So, yeah, not a bad away day for me. Um, but, yeah, you're absolutely right. A massive game. Absolutely huge for both teams, regardless of what happens over the weekend with Leeds and Nottingham Forest and Southampton. Massive game. Uh, both teams are going to be looking for three points. Leicester will be licking their lips after watching Everton's hammering against Newcastle. But, We've touched on it on the patron. I uh, won't go into too much, but Everton have got a pretty much a full strength set of players to pick from again. Uh, Leicester's home form is not great and Leicester's defence is very, very weak. Okay, they're decent going forward, but defensive, they're poor. So let's go out swinging. Let's go out fighting, Ben. Absolutely. I want to just do a special mention as well um, for the fans. Now, no blue is bigger or better than any other Evertonian mm-hmm. for me. You know, regardless of where you are before, we've touched on it internationally. We've touched on it with all the listeners internationally. Those who go to the game and those who don't, you know, you support, you get up at half four in the morning across the world supporting yeah. this this set of players, this this chairman, the board, the, the owner who don't deserve it, to be honest. But I just want to give a massive shout out to people that we know, you know, the fan base that we see home and away. What they do week in, week out is an absolutely unbelievable for me. The miles they put in, the ale they drink, the support they give, mm-hmm. they're there home and away. There's a, a select few who really are the backbone of, the, of this club. And as I saw, some, there's no one better than others, but people do do a lot of work behind they the scenes. They do, yeah. yeah. Um, organising coaches, organising supporter clubs, tickets, arrangements, travel, whether people stay in hotels, um, you know, the, the, the catering on coaches and things like that. It, it's phenomenal. It really, really is. And you're absolutely right. There's no blue bigger than another, but... The, the you know that away support mate is 
sometimes it is described. There's people in, asking for spares on Twitter yeah, now I know, for Monday. For, for, for know. Leicester, yeah. And there isn't, and obviously... I think, I think one guy had 30 replies to a tweet mm, in eight minutes. Mm. Like, we all must be clinically insane, a lot of us. I think we honest. like I think we like it, yeah. If this was in a relationship, it'd be abusive, wouldn't it? Just, you'd you'd it, have long gone. Imagine <laughs> if Everton were good. I, I, I said that to my dad the other day. I said, imagine Everton were good. Um, you know, down at Crystal Palace, it's miles for people from Liverpool. Oh, that is a horrendous journey. Horrendous journey. Packed, sold out, rammed. Brighton sold out in eight minutes yeah, again. Another it, one. It's just unbelievable. It's arguably, like you said, you know, the biggest asset this football club is the, is the fans, of course, but also the backbone is, is that away support because that is the, the the through thick and thin sitting on a coach for five, six, seven, eight hours or even a 10 hour round trip spending your hard earned money going up and down the UK or England. It's people's lives, that. this. It's incredible. It really is incredible. And, and like I previously said, no matter what happens to this football club, whatever happens to the fate of this football club in terms of Premier League survival or the championship, that will never, ever change. That will never change because you've just got to stick together. It's our club and we will come back. Whichever way that may be, whether we stay in the Premier League or not, this club will be back. I know I've said that I'd put my shin pads on. Yeah. Who would you start? <laughs> Not me, obviously, but... Not you. <laughs> um, in terms of fitness, we're looking pretty good. No one came... Everyone came through and scathed at that Newcastle game. Seamus Common trained ahead of Newcastle, travelled on the team coach with the players, um, but was deemed just not quite fit enough by the management team. Um, so, yeah, he's got a pretty much a full squad to pick from. If it was me, I think you've got to play everyone that you can, whether Seamus Common's 80% fit or 100% fit. Get your best players on the pitch now. It's, it's do or die. We're not in August or September. So for me, yeah, get your best players on the pitch and that includes Seamus coming. He, he has to play for me. The wingers of, of Leicester are dangerous. They're very active. Harvey Barnes, Dewsbury Hall, James Madison, a very, very active midfield, mobile, quick, intricate. They look to get into the spaces, get a break between the lines. So Seamus Coleman, Ben, he, he has to play for me and he's ultimately a leader and Everton were so, you know, against Newcastle, you could see that they were leaderless, they were rudderless, soft underbelly. Well, with Seamus Coleman, at least you've got a leader in the back four there who will help and help out the wingers, help out the midfield, talk, be a voice. Um, so yeah, he's, he's got to come back in for me, Ben, even if he's not 100% match fit or 100% Deutsch fit, I, I don't really care now. Like I say, it's not August or September. Yeah. Play him. Yeah, I agree. Get Coleman in. You know, maybe look to bring Garner in for an honor. We've talked, talked, touched upon that on the podcast um, over on Patreon. Look, fight for us fight for the fans. We've done enough. We've had enough mental enjoyment over the past 18 months. You know, from Rafael Benitez being hired to to this now, to the end of the season, to now this. It's been a torrid, treacherous last 18 months for any Everton fans. It's horrendous and people can't do it anymore and I get it. I really do get it. They're an absolute disgrace. But at the moment, we're not mathematically down. No, far from it actually. But like I said before, there'll be no rallying cry from me. It's down to the players. The players have got to fight now. There's 15 points on offer. Yeah. And I don't care if it's Man City. I don't care if it's Brighton away. It doesn't matter with the run-ins. It doesn't, almost doesn't matter. Fight and you'll get something. Yeah. Yeah. Show a bit of willing. Show a bit of energy. Effort. Determination. And there's stuff to be had there. There's points to be had for this club. We're not fully dead and buried. Don't get me wrong. I went to bed last night going, we're dead. Yeah. And there's no more. Mm -hmm. There's 15 points to go. Mm -hmm. This is Everton, but we need these. The only ones who can do it, as I've touched on this whole podcast, across cross the white line, mate, is the players. Mm -hmm. One to 11, earn your money, earn your support, and let's get this done. Mm. 
And at the end of the day, Blues, everyone is deflated. You are, you, but you have to remember the good parts. Whether in the Premier League, the Championship, we'll also be watching this football team of your mates, singing, having a laugh, and that doesn't change. The community part supporting a football club will, will still remain and arguably can get stronger through, the, through harder, harder yeah, times. Never, ever underestimate fan power, ever. It's easier said than done, but don't let it get you down. That's from me. Like I said, if you don't agree with me, you don't agree with me, but I'm just trying to give you a bit of positive spin Yeah, going into your week. Stick together. Stick together. We've got to be grateful for what you've got. Hopefully, it's going to be a sunny weekend. Have that extra beer. Have your cider, like as I've said. Have a good one. All the very best. Up the toffees. <laughs> <laughs>